Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 436 for Tuesday, the 26th of January 2016. Say hi to Jeff Weston. Hello, Jeff Weston. Mangle Fox 70 is around here somewhere as well. She's sticking out her tongue at you. Uh, what's that about? I don't know. She's monitoring the chat room, making sure everybody stays in line. Don't forget to check out her show, The Pixel Shadow. Tonight, we've got quite the show for you. Oh, buddy. Quite the show indeed. Oh, by the way, yeah, I forgot to mention, I'm Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, your host and uh, interim camera operator as well. Whoa. That was a quick transition. I know. Like ninja reflexes. How does he do that? It's like I, I, I actually moved so quickly. I ran over to the camera, zoomed in, ran back again. Do I, not, do I have to give you another pen award for pulling this off? You could have done better. You could have done better. <laughs> Jeff, what do we got coming up tonight? Okay, well, we're still celebrating 20 years of the GNU Image Manipulation Program, GIMP. So we're going to be taking a look at uh, that tonight and uh, making some people fly. You brought a picture of your son. I did bring a picture of my son. Uh, we're going to make them all superhero-ish. Nice. Which is kind of fun. Very cool. Looking forward um, to doing that. Yeah, and what else? Uh, we were totally going to work on the Raspberry Pi tonight. Right. Totally going to. But instead, we are going to tell you what not to do in order to avoid bricking your Pi. Yeah. And also, uh, we're going to look at some LED light bulbs and how those are going to save you a ton of cash. Big money. Uh, and now they're in even more form factors. I'm excited about that. We're, uh, we're going to talk about it, but you can get bulbs for all kinds of appliances now. Which is exciting. Also, so we're going to. I can get a bulb in my stove now? That. Uh, I don't know about inside the stove, but the above the, the stove. The above part, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely those ones. Because uh, you wouldn't want to melt an LED. No, that's fair. It's not quite like a filament. Uh, we are also going to learn how you are using technology to lose weight, stay healthy. Oh, I'm excited pounds. to learn about that. Big I've been pounds. working on the same stuff, so uh, you want to stick around and learn about what's, what Jeff is up to. We got down to. Or down to. What I'm down to. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Nice twist. Yeah. Nice twist. What's coming up in the newsroom, Jeff? Ah, uh, well, coming up in the newsroom, I have to switch over to Oh, that. yeah. Thanks, Jake. Just oh, yeah. Throw me on the, the bus yep. there. It's all good. I know. Thanks. Well, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> here's what's coming up. It's the next thing on the list. <laughs> you expect me to be able to read? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. Okay. Here's what's coming here's up. Here's what's coming up in the newsroom. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> This is what I have to put up with. I know. This is horrible. Yeah. All right. Oh, and I volunteer for this abuse. All right. Here's what's coming up in the Category <laughs> 5.tv newsroom. Some VTech learning lodge applications are back online following November's hack attack, which exposed millions of children's personal information. Uh, Nest, the thermostats, they've been leaking user zip codes, uh, raising real concerns over Internet of Things developers and how they're approaching security. Also, it's been found that media devices sold to several government offices have hidden backdoor uh, functions that uh, enable some sniffing. Now, this one blew my mind. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Crazy stuff. Okay. Uh, Google, they're going to be paying 130 million pounds in back taxes in Britain. And a new fan-made Half-Life game. Yes is due to be released to Steam in February. And last but not least, remember that dad whose son ran off the Xbox bill for more than eight grand? Well, we've got an update for you tonight. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis.
Hillary Rumble. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. It's episode number 436. Good for you for your counting abilities. I've been counting for 436 weeks. That's a long time. It's a long time to do this every single Tuesday night. But it's all for you. Some of you have been around almost as long as me, and uh, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. Some of you have even discovered the show, you know, say in the past year, mm-hmm. and then gone back on our Roku channel to season one, season two, season three. We call those the webcam yes. era. That's right. Yeah. The you primitive know, the, stuff. The four over three SD, you know, 640 by 480 when we upgrade, you know, by the time we were really doing it. That's those were the fun days. I mean, it's those still were- fun now, but. It was fun then. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And and we're getting back to our roots, I think, a lot. Uh, yeah. Getting more into the casual atmosphere that it was back then. Mm-hmm. You were on episode number nine. So viewers yeah. who have been around for a long time remember you from uh wee little then. lad. Yeah. You know, sitting on the, the basement couch in my house. Yes. And just chatting about fundraising software. It was good. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Now we're in 1080p. Can't believe that. 1080p. Yeah. Love it. Next step, I was talking to uh, Garby in the chat room, and, and he's working on our new API that's coming soon. And uh, one of the things that we're having to factor for is, okay, now we're not 720p. We're 1080p and 720p because mm-hmm. we offer both. Uh, and then, okay, well, should we be future ready? Because we'll probably progress as technology progresses. And, you know, once you've got that 300-inch 8K TV, you probably will want us to be in at least 2K. So... You know what's interesting about that? I, in my former life, yeah. in careers, I used to install some satellites. I walked into a guy's house who was a sales agent for Samsung, I believe. Oh, okay. The, the so guy had, had like a, the bleeding edge stuff at the time. Hundred and twenty inch TV. We're 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 120 talking hundred twenty inch. We're talking nine years ago. It what was, was it? Was it plasma or something? It was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a plasma. Uh, wow. It was insane. I walk in, I'm like, That's what nutty. is this? The guy goes, well, I'm, I'm a high-up sales agent for Samsung, and I get all the technology. That's like a movie. Like, I mean, that, he would have been kicking himself two weeks later when projectors came out. Uh, yeah, probably. But, oh, buddy. <laughs> I drooled at that install. It was amazing. Wow. It was so cool. What are you watching the show on? Uh, we just, uh, for the first time. I'm watching it in my eyes. Well, Yeah. It's like 3D to Jeff. Jeff's watching in 3D. Wow. Uh, we've got a 55-inch TV at home, and we've got yep. a Roku. Uh, I think it's a Roku 2 uh, 2015 edition yep. that we're running it on. So it has 1080p output. It's brilliant for watching our shows. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Category 5 on a 55-inch TV, of course, then you realize, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe we could do with that 1080p upgrade. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully you're taking advantage of that upgrade and uh, and enjoying it. Uh, one of the ways that you can help us to continue to upgrade is to become a patron. Head on yes. over to patreon.com slash category 5. All it takes is as little as 25 cents per episode. 
if you can do more than that, then please, by all means, do. Um, every Everything helps, and there's power in numbers. So if there were enough people all giving $1 an episode, then we'd have all the bills paid right then and there, yep. and uh, and we'd be able to do more upgrades. And it would be nice to be able to get um, you know into the 2K and 4K camera realm. You know that we upgraded our cameras to 1080p yep. um, DSLRs. Uh, we had a fundraiser and we raised money to get new cameras, and we w- we wanted to go to 4K, um, but we ended up going with two 1080p cameras because that's what the budget was. That's how much we were able to right. raise. Uh, it was either one 4K camera or two 1080p cameras, and be able to do more with those. So, um, so the ca- the cameras look great. You can see the picture looks great um, tonight. Um, you look great, Robbie. Thanks, man. Um, but what would be advantageous about going to 2K or 4K is that we can then... See, this is all digital zoom. So we're zooming in on a 1080p, actually a 1080i source, and, and moving around on that canvas. It's a brilliant way to do broadcasting. Uh, but if you had a 4K canvas you could zoom in on many other spots. And you right. see this um, CES had uh, one of the new live stream devices. This, they're actually using that technology as if it's a new thing. Right. right. They're promoting this camera that's a 4K camera, and it can zoom in just like we already have been doing for the past five years right. uh, and then some. So, uh, so it's not a new way of doing things. What we have been doing is using a 1080p source and zooming into 720p. Well, now we're a 1080p show, so our canvas we're zooming in on, but the quality from this lens is so great that we can do that right. and get away with it. Upgrading to 4K, you can do more. Right. Um, but that said... Please do support Category 5. It's, it's a, a great network to be a part of, and we are all volunteers. Uh, the first 100 people who uh, contribute 25 cents or more are going to be entered to win two teeny drones. And you've seen them on the show, but they are so much fun. Uh, Jeff has got one. I do. And you've been flying around and getting some practice there. Scaring my dog half to death. Yeah. I, I love uh, just being able to fly indoors or out. Uh, right now, at this time of year, it's nice to be able to fly uh, in, inside. Yes. Um, but this is a good way to learn how to fly a quadcopter, too, so that when you want to get the $500 quadcopter or the $2,000 quadcopter, you've already learned to fly on something that costs 60 or 70 bucks, right. and you're not, um, you're not worried about crashing it quite as much. Uh, and they're quite durable. Uh, but we would like to send you two of those so that you can race a friend. So that's patreon.com slash category five. Speaking of our Roku channel, it's been growing. Uh, The Pixel Shadow, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is uh, Manglefox 70's show. And it's been going great. Five uh, episodes have gone out already, and it's a weekly show. Happens every Sunday morning. That's exciting. Uh, We shoot every Tuesday, and then it goes out on on, uh, Sundays. So... Um, last weekend was the build battle, our first build battle. And we're learning as we go. This is our first gaming show. So things like uh, this coming weekend, you're going to see that we actually have a second camera angle Ooh. in the game. So what we did is we set up a second computer, and then that one uh, I fly around and film the action kind of thing. So when we right. do build battles and things, we'll be able to actually see the various um, users or players in the game. So D, D. Kelly, uh, 810, was in there this past weekend. Yep. And and uh, D. Kelly, what we will do is be able to actually see you a little bit more so it's not all from Mangle Fox 70's perspective. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So check those things out. Those are all on Roku and as well on our Cody channel, uh, which you can get. Uh, join us in the uh, chat room. We'll get the link, but go over to uh, github.com slash cat5tv to get your hands on that. Indeed. Okay. 
All right. What are you folks watching the show on? 43-inch LED from LG. That is what uh, F King is watching us on. Mm-hmm. So we're basically life-size. My shiny head is kind of filling up your living room. My less Thanks than for having us face. Here. Thanks for having us here. Who else is in the chat room? Nice to see you. Rev D. Jenk is watching uh, via Chromecast. So streaming it from one of his other devices to the TV. uh, And it's a uh, 37-inch LCD. So um, how how do we look today in 1080p? That's what we want to know. And I'm kind of trying to scroll up in the the chat room here. So sorry if I missed you. I know I should watch a little more closely. That's you're busy doing a show. I know. I'm like talking. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's new, Jeff? Uh, not much. Losing some weight, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been doing the same. Yeah. A little different though. I'm not using tech. I'm using brains and a little less of the mouth. Well, that's. But fair. I'd like to learn about how you're using tech to do this. It's uh, it's it's a life changer. Let me tell you. I've been trying to lose weight for years. This one, mind blown. Cool. It's like a mic drop moment. Just like that. Just like our that. our mic drops here are pretty lame. That's right. <laughs> That's that was just pure awesome right there. That is some good TV, folks. <laughs> RD Blair just saw that on a forty-seven inch LG. Seems LG is a popular brand among yeah. our viewers. You know, tonight. I've got LG at home. Lyndon's got a thirty-two inch uh, with the Roku and enjoying the show live. Excellent. You've got an LG. Uh, ours is an RCA. Okay, and yep. RCA is like it's hit or miss, I think. But yeah. um, uh, we've had pretty good luck with them. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a one uh, upstairs. We had a, like a thirty-seven inch, and decided, you know what? Let's just do it. It was like a Boxing Week special, and we had some Christmas money, and so we thought, okay, let's get a, a bigger TV for when mm-hmm. we're watching shows and stuff like that. And it's been really nice. Yeah, if you're a, a, a mother or a father, um, it's nice to have something in the basement. <laughs> Where I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's really nice to get away from the noise and and it is. not just for us. Don't get me wrong, but for the kids. Yes, because when true. you're trying to watch a show and you can't hear the show, you're you're tempted to say, "Hey, kids, keep it down. They're having fun. They're you know." And and it's it's a hard thing. I can only handle so much glitter force on YouTube. Glitter force. Oh yeah, it's like I don't know it's something my daughter's into. It's like Sailor, oh, okay, Sailor Moon. Meets I'm glad you mentioned your daughter was into titties. it. Sometimes I just need to pull out like... Had he just left it at... Big Bang Theory or something. I can only watch so much Glitter Force. That's right. Right up there with Teletubbies. <laughs> Tally, what's the, the big ones that you're into? We've got Dan TDM, which is all kind of... Good Mythical Morning, of course. Good, uh, sorry, great what, what? show. Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link. Uh, these are a couple of young guys that have... They have done some broadcast TV for years, and then they started up their YouTube channel years ago. Mm-hmm. And they do spoofs. They do they do a talk show once once a week, is it, Tally? And, um, no, every day. Every day. Oh, right, because it's Good Mythical Morning. Right. So every weekday, I guess. But it's a lot of fun. They do goofy stuff. Well, it's cool. And they do music videos, which are, yeah, it's family-friendly stuff. And that's kind of what we're about is making sure Absolutely. that everything's clean and, and uh, family-safe. So. So, so no Game of Thrones for the kids then? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to watch that stuff. It's not, true. Not watch that stuff. Watch what they watch. Be aware of. Yes. That's right. Yeah, it's hard sometimes, you know? It's true. All right. Can we talk about LED bulbs? I would love to. I know that this is a silly little thing. Yeah. 
He's been waiting on that. <laughs> I can tell. I, I've been, okay, when, when CFLs came out, I went around the house and started upgrading everything to CFLs. These yeah. are the fluorescent curly bulbs, right? Yes, which I hate. Then my first one exploded. Yes, that's and why I hate them. that's when, okay, it actually sparked, burnt the, the roof mm-hmm. around the lighting fixture and left an awful smell. Plus, they've yes. got mercury. They're bad for the environment. They're hard to get rid of in a uh, environmentally sound way. Mm-hmm. I think we have one or two shops in Barrie, like a city of 140, 150,000 people, where you can drop off CFL bulbs for safe recycle. Right. Right? So they're not, they're not really friendly to the user either. And when they catch fire, it's nasty and dangerous, to say the least. So I, I got rid of all the CFLs in the house for various reasons. That's part of it. Um, and we started switching to LEDs mm-hmm. as they started getting better and better. But it's still all just the you know replacement for the standard incandescent yes. bulbs. Um, there weren't a lot of options originally as to color frequency and things like that are important. Um, my daughter got a lamp for her bedroom uh, for Christmas from us. And one of the things that I wanted to be sure of is that the color frequency wasn't anywhere over, say, 3,600 Kelvin, okay? okay? Um, Because as you get into the higher light spectrum, there's a lot of blue light, and that is actually going to, uh, it stimulates, and it causes you to wake up. So if you're reading in bed and you've got a 6,000K light bulb, which a lot of LEDs are going to be, they're like bright sunlight bulbs, um, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your sleep. You're going to have really uh, a lot of trouble getting to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, so making sure that, okay, now LED bulbs are available in various color frequencies. And they have been for a while. Mm-hmm. But the price has dropped. Which is huge. Substantially. So now it's getting exciting because the form factors are changing. We're starting to see, as I mentioned, um, we, we have a microwave above our, um, yeah. above our stove. Don't get me into microwaves. <laughs> I use it to heat up my plate. Okay. That's it. I pop popcorn. I don't even pop popcorn. I have a, a pot on my stove that is there 24-7 For to pop popcorn. That's awesome. Uh, the microwave is literally for heating up plates. Um, but below the microwave is where the fan is and the, and the light to illuminate the, yes. the range. That light, because of the microwave, people opening and closing the, the door, um, other people in the house use it more than I do, um, the filament breaks all the time. All the time. So yeah. there are times when every two weeks I'm replacing that stupid bulb. And it's like, you know, who cares? It's like three or four bucks each time, but, but still, it's a pain in the butt. And I'd rather it be LED, something that's not going to be affected by that vibration right. and that's going to be much more uh, economical as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting fact is that because of the kitchen light, um, we don't want to have to, you know, you come down in the middle of the night, you, you're not going to turn on the big kitchen light. You're, you've got the stove light is basically the kitchen's night light. Mm-hmm. So we leave that on a lot. So LEDs have an advantage as well that they are cheaper to run. Yes. Exponentially. We're talking 90% cheaper than an incandescent bulb for the same amount of illumination. I am all for 90% cost savings. Yeah. So that's it. so. All that to say, now the form factors of the bulbs themselves are changing. Uh, you're able to get uh, those bulbs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the base is called, but they're they're narrow kind of 
yeah. elongated. They're not the big round incandescent right. style bulbs. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. So we're gonna we're gonna put those in. Uh, but we've got bathroom fixtures that use the uh, the G nine base, yep. which are halogen. Yep. They generate a lot of heat. Um, they're quite sensitive to like if you touch them with your bare fingers, mm-hmm. um, you get oil on the bulb, and then it burns the bulb out prematurely, and then you've got to replace it sooner. Um, and they're they're just they're hot. They use a lot of electricity. Mm-hmm. They're super bright. Not really sure what frequency they are, probably in the 4,000K range or so. Um, but now LED bulbs are coming out uh, from companies like Leorix. Um, and so I picked up some of these to take a look. Uh, we've got G4 bulbs, which are um, 12 volt. These okay. guys uh, will work in your kitchen, like under your kitchen cabinets. A lot of them use G4 bulbs, right. things yep. like that. The 12 volt stuff. Okay. So, and this is also, they'd also be a lot of fun for, you know, if you want to do some soldering um, jobs, you want to make something um, that is going to use LEDs. I thought, you know, maybe I'll put some LEDs on the shelf back here or something like that. Sure. 12 volt are perfect for that. Uh, but then we've got the 120 volt um, G9 base bulbs. So these ones are a little bit different. I'll show you what the original bulb looked like. So I actually changed one tonight just to see okay. how it worked. And so these are... I don't know if you can see that very well, and I do have a, a second camera here. So this is the, the G9 base. I'm going to fire up this camera so that we can get a closer look. Big 10-4. There we go. So, hey, that's the G9 bulb okay. um, that came out of my fixture. All right. Let's get a nice focus there. There we go. So you've probably seen these before, just a standard halogen, and this one is, uh, is burned out. Uh, so we can replace those now with... <laughs> with these guys and these are 90% less electricity used let's just show you the bulb so there you have it it has LEDs coming out the wazoo there there you go and that's the G9 base as well so the one thing to note about this as you you know, go on to our uh, Amazon portal and purchase these for yourself is that they are a little bit longer than your standard G9 base bulbs. So um, if your fixture is, you know, say it's an enclosure where your bulb sits in it, you want to make sure that it's uh, it's going to fit. fit. Yeah. So hopefully that gives you enough uh, enough of a clear representation. I would say from this bulb to that bulb, uh, we're looking at another centimeter. Yeah, maybe a little, maybe maybe almost two centimeters longer. I'll move my finger. Oh, my fingernail's dirty. <laughs> the things you learn live on. I know, TV. live on TV. I'm like, well, look at that. That's terrible. A uh, 55 inch LED dirty finger. Yeah, how did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so these things are are pretty great. Um, I'm pleased with that. Um, I did. Let's see. I put it in my uh, bathroom. At, at the house okay. just so that I could show you because I, I didn't want to just you know show you a product and say hey go Did buy you clean this. the bathroom before you took a photo uh, I just I just put in the bulb and <laughs> changed the bulb I was doing pretty good there so guess which one is incandescent and guess which one is my new LED any guesses in the chat room which one looks to be about um, 6000k that nice sunlight kind of bulb 
that would be the one on the left. So that's the LED, and the one on the right is the original uh, incandescent. So you can see how the color tones are so much Very different. different. And as the, the advantage to having uh, the white light, and think about the bathroom, what do you, you know, maybe Becca's doing makeup or, um, you know, other things like, like that. The white light makes a huge difference. Yes. If you've got a yellow or green hue to your light, it really affects, you know, what you're seeing in the mirror. Um, so, th- so it's really, really nice to be able to get a 6,000 uh, to 6,500K bulb. Uh, and these run, uh, it's about 25 bucks, and you get a pack, uh, not to put prices out there because it varies right. depending on where you're buying from and everything, but you get a pack of five. And so cool. that's, that's going to take care of you. Um, the bulbs are also, now I also got, I wanted some um, lower um, uh, color frequency. So they also come in 3000 to 3500K. Okay. Same base. They're still just the G9 base, but you can change you can change the bulbs based on where they're located. So bathroom might you might want a nice bright light. Right. Whereas powder room you might want something that's a little bit um, lower on the color frequency so there's right. a bit of a softer uh, white. So so cool. that's really uh, so you know that's really it. Um, quick facts about these bulbs. Um, these particular ones, I'm showing you the Leorix um, brand, and did some research. And, and from what I can find, these are really the best quality that you're going to find on the market. Okay. Um, and it's a reasonably new market as far as you know what what's available on on the different form factors. It has the uh, ceramic base, so it's, it's very solid. It's yeah, they're solid. It's got the ceramic base, so it absorbs the heat a lot better than the plastic base uh, bulbs that are out there. Um, so that, that's one of the things too is that they generate a lot less heat. I mentioned yes. halogens, which these replace. Uh, they generate a lot of heat. These do not. Um, so that's that's kind of a bonus as well. Um, the color rendering is good, as I mentioned, and uh, because they only use five watts of electricity, you're talking if you run this 10 hours a day, you're only using 18 kilowatts in a year. Wow. If you run it every single day. So that's me with the lamp over the stove, for right. example. So right. uh, look at your base on your bulbs. And if you've got some G9s out uh, that you want to replace with LEDs, then these are the ones that I would recommend. Um, Becca also has a desk lamp. Um, yep. that okay. um, has uh, the halogens. So as soon as that burns out, we're going to be putting one of these in as well. Cool. So, uh, What we can do, so I'll show you how you can actually find these. Um, we are partnered with Amazon, so a really great way to, uh, to support Category 5 TV, and we appreciate everyone who does this. Uh, it's a really, really simple, uh, easy step. There's two things that you can do. I'm going to show you, I'm just going to hop on over to uh, Amazon.ca and you can go to .com, .co, .uk, .whatever, and in your search, just type Leorix uh, and then uh, G9 LED. That's going to give you all the different varieties. So copy the link to your clipboard, and then head on over to our website, category5.tv. And from there, so now that you've got that link in your clipboard, go support us, and then partner affiliate links. That's going to bring up our partners. Find Amazon, and you'll see one called The Link Generator. And you go there. And then because we've got this uh, link in our clipboard, we paste that in. Hit Convert to Affiliate Link. And, I mean, how long does that take? Now we've got a new generated link. We click on that. We're back at our product. Add it to our cart. Place the order. And you've, therefore, supported Category 5 TV uh, during your purchase. And that, again, works on 
dot com dot co dot uk uh who who have we got dot ca dot com dot co dot uk dot de dot es dot fr dot it and that will expand as the years go on as well so as cool. that partnership expands so thank you to everybody who uh, who does support us yes. by shopping through our partners we appreciate that very very much and it, it actually makes a huge difference uh so thank you and do check out these bulbs indeed yeah so do we talk weight loss or do we talk you know what? We're going to talk about both of those things in just a couple of minutes' time. But before we get into it, now, are you ready to do the news? Like, do I need to give you a bit more of a heads up? Look at that. I'm, sh- he alt-tabbed it, I'm folks. I'm pro. I am pro. <laughs> you just knew that I was going to throw it over to you because you looked at your list. Uh, I, I did. I read this time. Yeah. Good job. I read good. good. Yeah. A little gooder than last time. A little bit gooder. A little bit gooder. <laughs> All right, Jeff Weston over in the newsroom, man. All right, it's Tuesday, January 26, 2016, and here are the stories we're covering this week. VTech Learning Lodge applications are back online following November's hack attack, which exposed millions of children's personal information. Nest's thermostats have been leaking users' VIP codes, raising real concerns over Internet of Things developers and how they're approaching security. It's also been found that media devices sold to several government offices have hidden back doors with sniffing functions. And Google is going to be paying 130 million pounds in back taxes in Britain. An independent Half-Life game has been approved by Valve. Yes. And it's coming soon. And it's written by a guy who quit his job to create the game. That's dedication. And remember that dad whose son uh, ran up the Xbox bill for more than $8,000? We've got an update on that story tonight. And these stories are coming right up, so don't go away. You've got mad skills. Now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash linda. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the stories we're covering from the Category 5.tv newsroom. Children's toy firm VTech has reopened key functions of its Learning Lodge gateway, a gateway for the first time since it was hacked in November 2015. The online so, uh, service for, as a portal for customers to download games, ebooks, other content on VTech devices. They can now register, manage their accounts, and use the App Store, but some of the products, including the Power Extra Laptop and Eno TV, remain offline. Almost 6.4 million children's details were exposed by a hacker, and of those products uh, which remain offline, they include Secret Safe Diary Selfie, which is so ironic that it was hacked and released, uh, Snuggle and Sleep Musical Sheep, and MobiGo Touch Learning System. Alan Wong is VTech's chairman and the group chief executive, and he said in a statement, After the cyber attack, we have focused on further strengthening security around our user registration information and other services within Learning Lodge. Mr. Wong goes on to warn customers that they need to update their Learning Lodge password as soon as possible. VTech has now confirmed that the data accessed by the hacker include children's names, 
dates of birth and gender, as well as the name, email address, encrypted password, secret question, and answer for password retrieval, IP address, mailing address, and download history of the account holder. Wow. As I'm reading this, I'm starting to think I need to check that out because I'm pretty sure we had the VTech product from our kids from a few years. Did you have that crazy selfie thing? I did not have the selfie. We had, uh, I don't know, they were like a little handheld device. I forget what they're called. And you had to register for it? Yeah, because you could download games, so... Hmm, that's a scary thing. And, and uh, do you do you allow your kids to enter their real private information online? Well, that's the funny thing is I don't remember registering anything about my kids other than a profile yeah. that just had their name. Right. But all of my information was on there. Sure. So I don't know. Maybe people think I'm a kid. I act like it sometimes, but. I don't know. Still, I'm yeah. thinking I've got to go check this out. But it's interesting. If I was part of that, I didn't get an email letting me know. So maybe I'm safe. This is your note. This is your notice. You're watching Category <laughs> 5. And Thank now you, you know. <laughs> Change your password. That's right. I can't use that generic god that people used to use in the 80s for a password. Or password123. One, password123. Oh, there goes my email password. You know what really infuriates me about this is that uh, I was really hoping to use an InnoTab 3S personally. The pink and one? Now, yeah, the pink one. And uh, now I just don't know if I can trust it. Well, maybe we'll find something for you to use. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ba-dum-ba. Nest Labs hope to spark an Internet of Things revolution with the introduction of the Nest Learning Thermostat. And after all, many homeowners had never encountered a thermostat that was so adept at maintaining heat cooling levels using a bevy of sensors and software magic while shutting off when you left the room and turning back on when you returned. And while no one expects that a Nest thermostat should be locked down for security purposes, uh, maybe like a cell phone would be, you would at least assume that it wouldn't leak out personal information of the homeowners. However, two researchers from Princeton Center of Information Technology Policy, uh, PhD student Sarth Hack Grover and fellow Roya Ensafe, Ensif, I botched that one. Yeah, somehow. you know, sorry about that. <laughs> I could have just said the, the two, two the folks from the school. Yeah. You like PhD students. This is like an ongoing thing. He throws these really difficult things to say in the news it's he's just noob. to trip me up. And the chat room loves it. They're it's like, how I can yes, t- It's how up. I can tell if if you practiced. Yeah, there was no practicing. <laughs> <laughs> this is au natural news, right? There you here. go. This is this is it, folks. <laughs> right. Just throwing them into it. Anyway, those guys that I can't pronounce discovered that Nest thermostats were actually putting out the home zip code and as a result of the closest weather station of its users. Nest acknowledged that this was a bug in its thermostat software and was not an intentional act. Google quickly fixed the issue. Uh, while something as insidious as a zip code is relatively harmless in the grand scheme of things... You know, compared to like VTech releasing all of your kids' information, uh, the lax programming could lead to even more serious privacy leaks. The Internet of Things represents just another attack vector for malicious parties to track your every move, and even when you think you're safe and secure in your own home, it's up to tech companies to secure customer data and for the things and look and from the look of things, they still have a long way to go. And it's interesting. I was chatting with a friend of mine yesterday in a coffee shop, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I've got this Nest thermostat. I love it. It's great. Talked all about it. I'm thinking." This is kind of cool. I might have to check that out. And now I'm finding out that everybody knows where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there's this, I think that's an interesting point that you make that um, 
really companies if you're going to make this stuff connected you got to think about security absolutely and maybe regular encryption is not good enough like this stuff should not be leaked well it's funny because going into the next news story it just intensifies that need for proper security and as we go with everything digital there's more and more opportunities for the really smart hackers and crackers and all those people with malicious intent to gather this information and unless you're the best of the best of the best chances are somebody's going to find a way around it you know so companies need to wise up and not just put out this product which is it can't be an afterthought it can't be an afterthought i mean that should not happen and maybe the zip codes as you say are not you know that narrows things down pretty close but still i mean if if it monitors when you go and, and all that kind of stuff Maybe there's some way that by using your zip code, they can find, oh, there's only three users in this area, get the IP, suddenly they find out, oh, you're not home, boom, digital home invasions. Mm. Mm. I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, maybe it's not. But still, and with that thought in mind, the next story. Oh. A company that supplies audiovisual and building control equipment to the U.S. Army, the White House, and other security-conscious organizations built a deliberately concealed backdoor into dozens of its products that could possibly be used to hack or spy on users. Uh, This is what security researchers have said. Oh, we're talking about this one. Members of Austria-based security firm SEC Consult said that they discovered a backdoor after analyzing the AMX NX-1200. It's a programmable programmable device used to control AV and building systems. The researchers first became suspicious after encountering a function called set up subtle user account. Not a subtle name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ironic. Well. (laughs) Anyway, so this account, it added a highly privileged account with a hard-coded password to the list of users authorized to log in. Unlike most of the other accounts, this one had the ability to capture the data packets that were flowing between the device and the network it was connected to. And the researcher said someone with knowledge of the backdoor could completely reconfigure and take over the device and due to the highest privileges also start sniffing attacks from within the network segment. Okay, hold on. Let's be clear about this. These are benign, benign multimedia devices. So music players. Right. Things like that that are connected to government networks. Yes. And can sniff the data being passed through those networks. Yes. Let me continue, and then we'll get back to this, because this is like, yeah, right up my alley. Anyway, uh, the Telltale function not only equips the account with packet-sniffing capabilities, it also contains code that prevents it from displaying when a list of valid usernames is enumerated. (gasps) Like... Talk about, hey, I'm here, but you can't find me coding. So when SEC Consult informed AMX officials of the backdoor last March, we're going 2015, like a year ago, uh, the equipment maker responded seven months later with an update that it claimed fixed the problem. But in fact, according to SEC Consult, the update merely changed the username assigned to the backdoor from Black Widow to I am Batman. Wow. These guys are great at obfuscation. (laughs) It's incredible. I'm going to hack a bank and use a program called Hack a Bank. Yeah. And they'll never figure it out because I am Batman. (sighs) Anyway, so they changed the username, but the backdoor account and the capabilities built into it were all there. They remained. So AMX has since released a statement claiming that the accounts were used for diagnostics and maintenance for computer support of technical issues. Okay. I'm a huge Tom Clancy fan. 
I read his books. <laughs> love the military stuff. I play the games. <laughs> I do play the games. I just finished reading Threat Vector, which came out in 2009. You can buy that through our Amazon link. It's true. It's true. Um, but the whole premise of the Threat Vector plotline yeah. is that China created a uploadable virus, so to speak, to benign media devices, i.e. Okay. USB, whatever. Could be, uh, a good example would be uh, your, your home router. Yeah, exactly. And what would happen is it embedded in the actual code, like the ones and zeros mm-hmm. of the device that allowed it to connect to the servers in the Chinese government, which then... This is fiction. This is fiction. Yeah. But it it then gave them access to the computer. Like, they broke into the NSA. They broke into the CIA. They got everything. Whatever people did on the computer, they found out, and they used it to manipulate them into working for the Chinese government to sell secrets. This is the plot line. I'm reading this news story going, By contrast to that fictional story, the news story this evening is nonfiction. Yeah. This is real life. But that was a plot line in a book, 2009. Yep. And now we're hearing about it in actual news in 2016. And I'm going, So how? chicken and egg. Exactly. Did, did somebody read that book and get a great idea? I don't know. Say, but the fact is it's here. I know. I'm Batman. <laughs> Watch out for Bruce Wayne. But no, but this is serious stuff. It yeah, for sure. Absolutely blows my mind. That's frightening. <sighs> All right, I'm going to calm down. Or I'm going to have an annual. Yeah, you cool? Yeah, anyway. don't do that. No, not, not today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Google has agreed to pay 139 million pounds in back taxes after an open audit of its accounts by the UK tax authorities. The payment covers money owed since 20, uh, 2005 and follows a six-year inquiry by Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. And Google is one of several multinational companies to have been accused of avoiding tax in spite of making billions of pounds of sales in Britain. Senior figures at the U.S. research giant said it would follow new rules, which would see it pay more taxes in the future. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about tax evasion, but billions of pounds in revenue? And they didn't pay taxes. And they didn't pay taxes, but now they're making good by paying 130 million pounds? Yes. I don't know. Maybe it's a settlement. Maybe. You know, because that doesn't, cents on the dollar. That doesn't sound... I pay 13% for everything I buy. That's Canada for you, eh? But hey, uh, maple syrup and poutine. Yeah, on a plus side, we have maple syrup, twenty four seven. Pretty much, yeah. Three sixty five. We good life. D- we don't have to pay for health care. Yep. We can walk into a hospital and just have a baby. It's well, we we can't. Yeah. It, Canada's not that weird. <laughs> Although it has been done. But that's a whole other news story. <laughs> In the news this week, I heard it on the Category Five TV newsroom, right. so it must be true. <laughs> All right. A new fan-made Half-Life game is due to be released on Steam next month. I'm excited about this. Yes. Prospect is made by a 25-year-old indie developer, Richard Seabrook. I can pronounce that name. Anyway, who two years ago decided to quit his job and make the game as a job application. And Valve, the company behind Half-Life, has given Seabrook approval to use graphics and assets from Half-Life 2. And while the game's not an official Half-Life title, it has been approved by the company. Nice. Two weeks ago, we reported a story about uh, Pembroke, Ontario father, whose 17-year-old son ran up an Xbox bill totaling over $8,000. And now, Microsoft has given him a refund for the full amount. Which is what? Good. Yeah. So Lance Perkins Good on said, you, Microsoft. I know. Lance Perkins said he was stunned to discover charges on his credit card bill in December and criticized the company for what he called a misleading business scheme. 
Perkins complained to Microsoft and the company agreed to look into the charges. He says Microsoft initially told him it couldn't refund the money. But when the company learned Perkins' son was a minor, it agreed to refund the full amount of $8,206.43. And in a statement, Microsoft responded by saying, Microsoft may occasionally choose to provide a one-time refund in cases of minors making purchases without parental permission. They also made it clear, though, that those refunds are for a very small number of users in exceptional cases, and it will only be granted once in a lifetime. Perkins is surprised by Microsoft's response and hopes that his story will help protect other parents and warn them how online gaming bills can add up. Big thanks this week to SR Wences and RW Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Thank you, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. You'll find us online at www.category5.tv. All right. Can I, can I learn about what you're doing? Yes. What I'm doing to lose weight is strictly dietary and working out, and, um, uh, and really it's about not eating when I'm not hungry. And Truth I've me. lost a lot of weight that way. I'm doing the exact same thing. Yeah. But I've tried that in the past and failed horribly. And is that just because of a it's, lack of self-discipline or yes. too many goodies in the cupboard? No, it's, it's lack of self-discipline. And I got caught up in the ideas that, oh, if you're going to lose weight, you got to eat healthy and you got to cut out the bad stuff and all these. Really? See, that's not yeah. what I'm doing. I, I, that's, tonight, what I, that's what I tried Tonight for dinner. Tally, what are we having for supper? KFC. Fried chicken from Kentucky. Finger licking good. And I can do that. Yes. Because I'm, I'm not overeating and I'm not overeating during the day. Right. Um, I, I'm eating a lot more fruit. I'm drinking a lot more water. And I'm being very conscious that, okay, once I'm full, I just stop eating. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go back for a second plate of something. Totally fair. Okay. So you've got self-control. I don't. Okay. I think I've developed it. You know I was blimping there for a while. <laughs> I, you know what? It was just the wide angle on the TV. That's all it was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was stretched because <laughs> the cameras were no good. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I had the same issue. I don't have very good self-control. I mean, I'm one of those people that it comes up on Easter and my diet consists of mini eggs. you know and i look at it and go hey there's color here there's got to be something nutritional about the colors and that's my rationale but then i wonder it's a green m&m it's like broccoli broccoli. it should work but it brussels sprouts it doesn't so but anyway no what happened is um i decided i need to get some assistance you know i I can't do it myself mentally i have a hard time with it and so i went out and i bought a watch, one of the, okay. the, the tech watches. Everybody's going on about the Fitbits. Yeah, I've heard really, of Fitbit. Sasha uses the Fitbit, and she I stands really by it. I really didn't feel like spending 250 bucks for a Fitbit. the cost. Okay. Yeah. So I picked up a watch from Garmin for 50 bucks. 50 bucks? 50 bucks. 50 bucks! It's the Garmin VivoFit. Now, it's about a year and a half old, I believe. Okay, um, so is this yesterday's model, or is it... It's kind of yesterday's... Like, did you get it as a deal because it was... 
Well, just they're or? coming out the, with the new brands, okay. and so the prices drop. It's just like anytime gotcha. there's a new version. Right. So I was able to pick it up for 50 bucks. but what I love about it is that it's still relevant and current. I mean, tech changes so quickly, but in this case, it's still relevant. And what's nice about it is it's got your step meter and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but like some of the other watches, or sorry, unlike some of the other watches, this one isn't USB plug-in that needs to be charged. It works off a battery watch. I'm good for about a year. Oh, okay. So I never. Oh, that's have, handy. Yeah, I never have to plug this thing in. How does it sync? Um, it by Bluetooth? Bluetooth. Okay, it's a Bluetooth sync. Yeah, and so it syncs up to my smartphone. It's a very small amount of data too, right? Oh. when it comes down to packets. Yeah, nothing. Can we? I've got this camera here, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that we can get a little bit of a close up. Um, since I'm off in camera here, um, there it is. So this so, is called the Garmin Fit. Yeah, I'll try and turn it so you or Vivo Vivo Fit. Yeah, the Vivo okay, cool. Fit. So right now I've got it on the time. And by the way, I, I like the 24-hour clock, so that's why it's you know 1950. It, it looks different than an, uh, than a standard LED. It has a bit of a it, almost it, like that uh, e-paper. Kind well, of and look that's to it. it. It doesn't have a backlight, so it doesn't glow in the night, which is nice when I'm trying okay. to sleep. Yeah. Um, but you'll notice that it had that red bar at the top. Sure. What I like about this watch is that red bar tells me get moving. Oh, you've been sitting too long. I've been sitting too long. Oh, so the long kind of like how uh, how the uh, um, that thing that does that thing. Yeah, where did it go? Oh, there it is. Like Ula. your smart water. Yeah, we have the Ula smart right. water thing. Same so deal. it reminds me that okay, it's time to drink water. That's right. Same deal with this. So if I'm uh, if you know whenever I've done something, it gives me an hour, and this says you okay. need to start moving again. Yeah. And at that point, the red line starts growing. Say, hey, you really need to start moving again. When I've got a full red line, I haven't moved for two hours. So you can oh, okay. tell by looking at that, I got here at I, six o'clock. We need to like have a workout halfway through the show. It's true. Sweating to category five. <laughs> there's there's a new show for you. <clears throat> but you know, it counts my steps. Um, okay. so like you know, today I'm at four thousand three hundred and is that just today? Uh, yes, just okay. today, four thousand three hundred and seventy-four steps. Um you know, right. If I turn it like this, folks, it might be a little easier for you to... There you go. There you go. Um, my calorie goals for the day, um, that's how many kilometers I've walked, um, calories I've burnt, nice. uh, the time, uh, so and then the date. How does a fitness tracker like this actually help you to lose weight? Because like, I think a, like a pedometer that tells me how many steps I've taken. And I see you sitting there with your watch and you're, you're expressive with your hands. Like, How accurate is it? Does it think you're running right now when you nope, go like this? not at all. I, I tried a few other watches before I got this one, and that's what happened. I mean, yeah. like, I'd wear it in the shower. You know, I'm washing my hair. I get out of the shower, and I'm like, whoa, 50, te- 50 steps. I haven't moved. <laughs> so, I was marching on the spot while I was that's combing right. my hair. I don't know what people do with hair. I, yeah. What do you do? That's right. Do you comb your we hair don't, in the shower? We don't freeze our heads uh, in the winter. No. Uh, but no, like, I mean, I've done that, and, this, and it doesn't move. So whatever the technology is for picking up the step vibrations yeah. is great. I love it. Um, but what I like about this watch is that it does sync up to the phone. So, I mean, just like any other apps, you've got the historical information. Okay. But what's nice about this in particular is that Garmin has worked with Under Armour to create MyFitnessPal, which is a subsequent app that does food calculations as far as calories and nutritional content. And so between the watch and calorie content, I'm covered. This starts to make sense to me because of something that I actually learned uh, on Stuff You Should Know. Okay. Uh, When Josh and Chuck were talking about, um, I don't know how they got into um, dietary stuff. But one of the things that Josh said that I think he said to me was, if you sit at your desk all day, which I do, mm-hmm. 
you can't eat something that is going to give you a bunch of energy. Correct. Because you're sitting at your desk all day. Yes. So all that energy turns into fat. Yes. So that's kind of what you're saying, but it's a digital... This is telling me, okay, you you gotta you gotta move if you're gonna eat that. Right. So okay, let's we'll, get a look at that. Yeah, we'll do. A quick, this is the which app is this? Is this the one that comes with this? Yeah, this is the. Um, yeah, this is the the Garmin app. So I'm just gonna do a quick sync. So I'm holding down okay. the button. I got sync on there, and you'll see in a second it's gonna start loading the information. There, Vivo Fit connected, and this it, you know takes just a few seconds, and the information will pop up. Okay. So I'll, there you go. Syncing with Vivo Fit. So, oh, it says it down at the bottom. Yeah, right. down at the bottom. And so I don't think I've synced in about two days. The, the watch will allow up to seven days. Yeah. Uh, and so depending on how much information is there, it will take. So there you go. 44, 13 steps. Uh, it breaks down my average based on the days. So on average, I work, uh, walk 66, 30 steps. That's my goal. My sleep timer, my active calories, how many calories remaining for the day, that kind of stuff. All right. But when it syncs up with the Under Armour app... My Fitness Pal. So that app talks to this other app. Yes, it talks back and okay. forth. So when I go into my calories for the day, anytime I eat something, it's got the information. Is so this like Weight Watchers? Do I got to count calories? No, now? no, no. It does it all for you. So like I have a protein shake that I, that I make every day, and so I, I put it in. But say I wanted to add something for lunch. Okay. Here's what I like. I can type in the food specifically. You name it, it's in here. Unless it's like a local restaurant. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have that information, but all the major chains, it's all in here. Like on my way over, I picked up a, a barbecue chicken salad from Wendy's. Type you that, can in. Look that in. Yeah, really? Yeah, and it's in oh, here. Wow. So like, there you go. Oh yeah, barbecue I see, ranch like, chicken salad, five hundred eighty oh, calories. Really? It's got. You guys all, see this? All the nutritional information. Let's see if I can get a good cal- focus here for you. So this is a, so you this popped at Wendy's, Wendy's bar- and it told you what it. Yeah. Holy cow! Like that's nutty. I've got it all. Wow. All the nutritional okay. information. And here's the best part that I, there's a barcode scanner. Oh. I've, so if I make something at home, yeah. like say I'm making a sandwich, I pull out the bread bag yeah. and I just scan the code and it's got all the nu- nutritional information. So if I make it. That's way more sophisticated than I was expecting. I love it. Absolutely cool. love it. And this has revolutionized everything about my fitness plan, my getting, getting healthy. January, well, Seventh, I got this watch, but I've been I've been working on this since January. So this is, 7th. You're talking you've you, so you've had this for 19 20, days. No, tw- sorry, 20, 29 20, days. 26 days. I've been 26, working on this. 25 days. 25, whatever the day is. Sometime this I don't month. Know what today is? I'm so confused. Yeah, I I've think I said the wrong. It. I'm down 20 pounds. 20 pounds in under a month. 20 pounds in under a month. I don't feel sick. It's it's done with portion control, count, wow. watching my calories. I am not a doctor. I don't even know if 20 pounds a month is healthy. I've always been told 10 pounds a month is about the max you should lose. But I'm like, all I'm doing is watching my calories and just checking yep. my steps. And this is designed, I put in my weight loss goal, which is 190 pounds, and, it, and I give it a year. So you're not doing anything unsafe. You're not, not like doing starving anything unsafe. I'm just okay. watching my calories. And most days I'm coming in about 200 calories lower because I'm going, all right, well, maybe something was slightly off in the calculation. I give myself some buffer room. Yeah. I'm down 20 pounds That's in less awesome. than a month. Loving cool. it. So what's this one called? Garmin? The, it's from Garmin. It's called the VivoFit. G-A-R-M-I-N. The GPS for your car. Oh, Gar- okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, so get onto Amazon. I'm sure that they must carry them there. And, yes, they and, do. And uh, we showed you earlier on the show, but you can actually use our affiliate link, and uh, that would be a way to support Category 5 TV. Mm-hmm. 
pretty cool. And lose weight. And lose weight at the same time. I think if you can spend $50, $100 on something that's going to help you lose weight and you really want to or need to for health reasons, um, it's so much cheaper than going to, the, go, going to the gym or something. Yeah. When really that's what it takes to manage it. Because um, people do get a gym membership. They'll work out some and then it'll, they'll get it back. They'll get the yeah. weight back because you're not changing the way that you're eating or you know, right. whatever it is. And this changes the way that I've yeah. thought about food. Because I look at it now and I, same as you. You can have KFC. I can have whatever I want. But just based on the calories and nutritional information, it could say, hey, if you want to lose weight, you need less sodium for the day. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's great. I, I can walk into any restaurant now and be like, hmm, that looks good. Let me pull it up on the app. Yeah. I got the calories for it. Perfect. I'm good to go. Love it. So check it out, folks. That yeah. sounds cool. I'm, I'm, you know, if I if I get to the point where I stop losing based on what I'm doing, then I think that's the next step for me. Will be okay. Now let's get something that's going to help me to to really push it. Mm-hmm. Step counter though is hard for me because I don't step a lot. That's totally fair. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's adaptive. I mean, if you say, "Hey, I want to lose this much," it will help you. It'll adjust your steps, and I cool. mean, even just the calories alone will adjust that and say, "Hey, you want to lose that much? This is what you need to eat for calories." Great. Well, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, that's cool. And congrats. 20 Thank pounds. you. That's great. Yeah. I feel great. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and we are going to really quickly get into it because I know we're, we're right at the end of the show as far yeah. as time goes. Uh, but, uh, Jeff, I promised you uh, we were going to make your kid fly. Oh, yeah. So... What we're going to do, we've got a picture here. Um, as Now, this is week 10 of our GIMP tips um, tutorials. Um, so we are doing 20 weeks of GIMP tips. And through the course of this series, you're learning all these kinds of cool ways to use the GNU Image Manipulation Program. It's a free alternative to Adobe Photoshop. You can get it at GIMP.org, and it runs on Linux, Mac, and Windows. So with this photo that Jeff gave me today, let's get a look. There we go. Okay, so here I am in the GIMP. So we've got Jeff laying there on his back. 20 pounds heavier. Yeah, look at you. (laughs) And then uh, you're holding up your kit? Yep. All right, so how would we get rid of Jeff? Well, you go, okay, you highlight, and somebody says, oh, can you just delete him? Well, that's what happens if you do that. We learned how to remove objects from photos, but we never got quite as sophisticated as removing a person. It's not an eraser. It's called a a clone stamp or a clone tool. And what you do with the clone tool is find, uh, so get your tool. I'm going to just make my toolbox a little bit bigger here. What it allows you to do is select an area to sample from. So what we're going to copy from, I want some grass. And then we're going to paint over top of Jeff. And it's going to give us a very realistic effect. So hold in your left control key and click somewhere on the grass. Now notice what I'm avoiding is these flowers there. I just want to be a little to the right of the grass. And now when I click there, and now I bring my, I let go of the control, and then I can click and drag, and I can paint over top of Jeff's arms. And you see how the one on the left moves at the same time? And because it's sampling, I get a very realistic um, paint over top of Jeff's arm so that it doesn't look like I've